Hello and welcome to Surrendering Average. I'm your host, Joel Mahe. Today's episode is titled, Fear Doesn't Go Away, We Become More Brave. And I talk about how I came to the realization that fear was going to persist in my life throughout my entire life and I needed to come up with ways that I could face it and to make it more comfortable so that I didn't live a life in stagnation. Today's episode is packed with useful information, so please focus in and be present as you begin to surrender your average life. Hello and welcome to the show. I hope everyone's having a great day today. Here in Edmonton, it's about mid-March right now. We're actually looking like we're entering an early spring, which is awesome because we had a pretty cold, aggressive cold snap near the end of the near the end of winter there, and it seems to be sunny days and the snow's almost all gone. So that's awesome, and there's lots to look forward to. There's always so much to look forward to in the summer months in in Canada and Alberta, anyways. Um, and we have our wedding coming up in June for Jess and I. Hopefully, we're able to go on our stag and stagette, which would be awesome if COVID allows that. And then just camping trips, going on the flying cabin trips, and just so much to look forward to. So um, I'm pretty pumped about that, as well as coaching has been going awesome. I've been coaching my first few clients, and, and it's really an interesting process, and it's just awesome to see people progressing, taking those new actions, having that deeper sense of accountability. And it, it's cool to see all the teachings and lessons that I've learned and acquired through this process and now implementing them with clients and they, it, it seems to be working very well. So again, if coaching is something that interests you or you're looking to evolve to that next step or progress or get new results that you haven't been able to get, uh, I would love to have a conversation and see if coaching might be the right fit for you. So leading into today's episode, uh, it's titled, Fear doesn't go away, we become more brave. And this was a a realization that I came to in my life um, because I realized that achieving my dreams and surrendering my average life was not going to come free or easy. Um, And I knew I had to learn how to embrace fear. As many of us probably have, you know, I was just hoping that around the corner, or if I accomplished that next thing, life would just get easier. You know, there wouldn't be fear. I wouldn't have to confront my insecurities and life would just get a lot easier. There wouldn't be fear involved. But then when I came to the realization that that just is not the case, I, 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 I understood at a fundamental level that fear was just something that's going to be existent in my life for my whole life um you know especially if we're looking to evolve we're looking to progress we're looking to achieve more in life when when we when we embark on new adventures there's going to be uncertainties there's going to be things that we didn't face before and that's uncomfortable that's we're entering that unknown territory and when we're entering an unknown territory just like we're entering a new forest going down a new path. We don't know where we're necessarily going or where that path is going to lead. 
And that can, that can bring on a lot of fearful thoughts and, and lead into uh, a lot of fears in our life. But it's important to learn how to navigate those and consistently confront fear with being courageous and being brave so that fear doesn't stop us and we can continue to enter those unknown paths, go into that forest of the unknown, enter the uncertainty because that's where change, that's where evolution, that's where progress exists. And luckily in my life, I had uh, a good friend of mine who's actually my best man, who's gonna be my best man at the wedding. My good friend Jeff, he's been a massive inspiration in my life for many reasons. Uh, And three main reasons, which I can think of, are that he shows me, or he showed me that it's possible to change. I've never seen firsthand somebody change so much than I saw him change. You know, he was always a bit of the ringleader in our relationship. We've been best buddies since about grade two. And now I'm 30 and he's 29 and we're still great friends. And we have this deep connection that's just unbelievable and amazing. But he really showed me that it's possible to change. He went from the extreme of kind of being that shithead and getting in trouble and always pushing the limits there. And and, and he just has gone through so many transitions and experienced change to live in alignment to who he wants to be in that moment and it's just been an absolute inspiration he's also showed me that the average person can live an above average life which is you know what we're all trying to do here (laughs) we're trying to surrender our average lives because we're all capable of doing it but he was really an inspiration to me somebody that i held closely in my life and that i saw and and saw growing up and saw evolve i you know, he showed me that it's possible for anyone because we were just average guys. We were just average buddies, you know, living the average life. And I really saw him just excel and take off. And I, you know, that was a profound realization in my life that holy shit, you know, if he can do it, you know, anyone can do it. And, and kudos to him for, for being that, that guy who just took the leap. And ultimately he taught me that you will have to confront your fears, especially if you want to do any of these, what I just mentioned. And his kind of journey, and, and just like, he, he has so many stories and so many complexities of, of what that means to his life of confronting fear, but just a very general outline is that he started as an electrician. Um, he actually told me about the pre-apprenticeship program that I took because he was signed up for it. And I entered that pre-apprenticeship program because he said, hey, you should do this if you want to get in the trades. And I did. And he actually ended up bailing out of it because he got a job um, already being an electrician. So that's kind of how I started my career. But he started in as an, uh, an apprentice electrician. And then he worked extremely hard to get into the um, city of Edmonton firefighting department and got in at a very young age, which is extremely difficult to get into. So already leaping bounds there. And then he made the bold, courageous, and brave decision to quit firefighting, which is literally unheard of, especially for a guy that young. This was like a couple years into his firefighting career to quit, to essentially be 
a yoga teacher and just go travel and learn permaculture and just like living free more of that hippie spiritual lifestyle literally a complete 180 because that's what was aligned with his true desires at that stage in life and then he kept evolving and you know he he went to bali and lived in bali and was running retreats kind of spiritual retreats and and just living this completely different life than from someone like I was living and I was just watching this unfold and being like whoa you know you can really create whatever you want to create if you're just brave and courageous and go after it and if you're not worried what other people are going to think and then he kept evolving into something new and now he's in the cryptocurrency space where he's a CEO of a huge company and he's created these um online facebook groups of hundreds of thousands of people and he has this huge platform and he's almost like a a very public figure well-known figure in the cryptocurrency space and it's just incredible to see this evolution and progression of his life and he told me he's like you have to face your fears head on and i just go for things 100% you know myself personally i don't have the cojones maybe to go in 100% i i live with a lot more stability and hold on to security probably based on my upbringing and just what security means to me but it gave me the inspiration to take um actions to face fears to do new things and you know just seeing his progression of just going after it and not letting fear get in the way or fear of what others think of you man it's been a true inspiration and i hope to live out you know some of that and hopefully inspire other people to not get held back from fear as well you know and i i i think that we're always hopeful that life will become easy um uh, as i mentioned but um you know that that that's just not the case and uh it doesn't even even if we do something over and over again if we stay in our lane um that something that might have been fearful at the start because we hadn't done it a lot if we do it over and over again it will probably be, become a lot less fearful but then we're only staying in that one lane we're only experiencing one thing and if we're here to evolve to grow to experience something more grandiose a bigger better life a bigger better version of ourselves we will eventually no doubt encounter more fear so we need to learn to navigate this and uh not let it hold us back and um so based on that i just want to share some tips and strategies that help me deal with fear that help me continually move into fear and this isn't saying that you know i'm some expert and i never let and i don't have fear and i never let fear get in the way you know it does i'm a human being fear is real it scares me as well but i know and i'm putting more intention that i just don't want to get stopped by fear and it's funny because 
Over the last few years, I've actually developed a fear and I've told myself that I have a large fear of becoming or being stagnant, which is interesting because having that fear, if I'm scared of being stagnant, not moving and just standing still, uh, and I'm taking action to not be stagnant, that means that I am going to be faced with all these new challenges and uncertainties and you know that's going to move me into more fear so my fear is actually moving me into more fear so it's kind of a counteractive thing but it's, that's just because i've come to the realization that it's a necessary part of life to move into fear and so this podcast isn't just me saying oh look at me i'm amazing and i can deal with fears and follow these tips this podcast is literally equally for myself you know, I use all these tools, I use all these strategies, I literally re-listen to my podcast episodes so I can take these necessary actions and honestly it helps and it makes a difference and I truly, genuinely hope that it can help you in any manner. If anything resonates with what I say, it doesn't mean you need to listen to every single thing I say, but if there's something that resonates with you at a deeper level or it's just intriguing to you, I highly recommend pursuing that and following that and taking your own actions in alignment with some of the things that I'm saying. So I've come up with 10 tips and strategies to become more brave. And number one is be willing to fail. And Something that came up to me when I wrote that, be willing to fail, was we're often scared to fail because we're worried about what other people are going to think about us. And there's a common saying, I don't know exactly how it goes, but it's something like in our 20s or 30s, we're, we're so consumed by what other people are thinking about us. And in our, in our 40s and 50s, uh, we, we don't care what other people think about us. And in our 60s and beyond, we realize that no one was thinking about what we were doing. No one had that uh, grasp or, or really cared what we were actually up to. Um, so this, this is an important thing to realize and something that I've really, um, I guess, pondered and thought about over the last couple of years. And really, I've, I've built myself into not caring what other people think. A lot of the things I'm doing probably don't resonate with the Joel that they knew, or you know, I'm not trying to maintain who I was of how people knew me, because it's just not important to me. I built myself up over the years to become this person, to be well-liked, to fit into every scenario. And then I realized that, damn man, that, that, that's not, you know, that's not me. I want to be me. I want to let myself out of the bag. I just want to be untamed. I want to be Joel. I want to be all of Joel. You know, <laughs> I might be a bit over the top for some people, but I don't give a shit. You know, I'm living my life based on what's important to me and the close people in my life. And if, if people don't resonate with that or people don't understand that, then that's fine. That's their stuff. You know, I don't need to please them. I don't need to mold myself into every situation to be well liked. If I don't resonate with some people, sorry, you know, and I don't think we should try to resonate with everyone. We should be our own unique individuals and really learn to not care what other people are thinking. 
because chances are they aren't thinking about, oh my gosh, did you see this? Like whatever, if they want to gossip about you for a minute or two, that minute or two flees and it's over. But it's, it's, it's for ourselves. We can't be willing or we should be willing to fail to receive what we want. And who cares what other people are thinking? Who cares if somebody sees you fail? They're going to forget about that in probably a very short time frame. But we need to work on ourselves to not let our minds get manipulated. Oh, what, I wonder if so-and-so thinks something about me. Or I wonder if they're watching. Or if they see me fail, what are they going to think? Who gives a flying shit? You know, live for yourself, not for other people. And be willing to fail. And, you know, I've heard listening to thousands of podcasts over the last few years, reading a lot of books, you just hear story after story after story about how all these extremely successful in their field people, whether they're successful in their families and business and finances, whatever it may be, they're all telling stories of their extreme failures and how failure was a necessary part of their journey to gain the lessons necessary from those failures to move them, to elevate them to the next level. They would not be where they are without experiencing those failures. They had to be willing to fail. And as I mentioned, lessons emerge from failures every single time if we are willing to look for those lessons. Failure, we need to interpret it and reframe failure as learning. And when we can do that, we're not scared to fail. We can be excited and curious about what lesson is trying to emerge here. Redefine failure to be learning. You know, and I fail all the time. <laughs> we all fail all the time if we're honest with ourselves. It could be small failures or learnings. You know, I fail in my relationship. I fail with following through on some of the things I say. But when I fail, I look at them and I say, how can I do better? How can we do better here? You know, I failed at decisions in my career, you know, at my job, um, in some investments, uh, you know. But when, when, we, when we look at them and, 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 and be able to say, okay, where are the lessons here? And if we just program ourselves not to quit but to pivot then we will learn move on and keep moving if we experience a failure a setback and we stop and we say oh gosh you know that was uncomfortable i just want to retract here we will never progress if we develop the mindset of not quitting on our dreams and our vision we will just keep accumulating knowledge from all these lessons, quote unquote failures, and that will help us elevate to the next level. Uh, the second tip is realizing that excitement is like a brother or sister to fear. It's so similar um, to fear. Excitement and fear are so closely related um, that if we just interpret that, hey, you know, maybe fear isn't that bad because excitement's pretty badass. Excitement's a fun thing, right? Like we, ex it's it, it, it allows or it 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 gives the same physiological state 
Um, we experience the same physiological state as we do when we're excited, as we do when we're fearful. So what if we learn to frame fear as excitement? And, and, and we could do this by vocalizing it. Anytime we're fearful, um, we can say, I'm excited to do this. You know, we might be feeling scared or fear, but yeah, I'm excited. And we can literally tr kind of trick our minds to thinking that this is excitement because they're so closely related. And for examples for me, you know, when I'm doing something that involves excitement or a bit more extreme, such as, you know, I've really tamed down my snowboarding, but when I used to ride really extreme and doing the double black diamonds and doing an extreme run, I'd be excited. Or when I was doing a ext more extreme hike, a, a, a scramble where you're on your, using your hands and your, your knees and you're doing an intense kind of rock climbing um, portion of the top of the mountain, you know, that involved excitement. And when I leaned onto excitement rather than fear, I was able to enter more of a flow state where things just kind of went. And I used that excitement as uh, a tool to help me progress in it. But if I were to, to go into using, or I guess if I latched onto fear rather than excitement in those scenarios, you know, that could have ended badly. I could have froze. I could have, you know, fight, flight or freeze. I might freeze instead of getting into that flow state. There's there's such a thin line, but if we learn to just stay on the side of excitement, you know, it can be a useful tool. You know, I get excited when I'm going flying in a little float plane or when I was riding my motorcycle or going adventuring and camping in the wilderness or, or any investments. You know, those are exciting to me because I'm staying on that line. You know, I could go to the other side. My mind could let me go to the fearful states and then it would be a whole different experience because I'd be perceiving it as fear. But if we stay on the one on the other side of the line and just learn to frame it as excitement, man, it's a whole other scenario because once I frame it as excitement, I experience more fun. I feel more fulfilled. I have more joy, more passion, more adventure, more reverence for life, just a deep respect for life instead of being feared, being feared of what could happen and just sitting on the sidelines. And I've sat on the sidelines for too long in my life. You know, an example of this is when I played basketball, you know, I'd be scared to take the shot. I, I let fear overcome. I was, I was a good basketball player and I'd be scared to take the shot, scared to make the play. I'd just pass off the ball, especially later on in my basketball career in high school. Um, and I really let fear cripple me. I just had a dream about this the other night and I was like, damn, man, I really held myself back because I was fearful. I am not going to let that stop me or do that in my life again. Anytime I get fear now, I'm moving into it. And I'm not, I'm not sitting on the side of fear. I'm going to move on to the side of this is exciting. The third tip is find role models. Um, people who have walked the path you want to walk. Get inspired by their bravery to motivate and encourage you. You know, this, this doesn't need to be somebody in the physical realm. This could be by reading a book, reading a book on a role model or somebody who's walked the path that you want to walk. It could be listening to podcasts. It could be getting a mentor, getting a coach. It could be for anything. It could be for parenting. It could be for investing. It could be for flying. It could be for relationships. It could be for business. You know, there's always people who have done what we're looking to do. So get inspired by what they're doing. Then you don't feel so alone walking into that forest by yourself. Somebody's already carved out that path 
leading to where you're wanting to go. So that can be an extremely beneficial tool to help you move towards fear. The fourth tip is challenge and embrace discomfort. Do hard and uncomfortable tasks regularly. And this trains our neurology to become familiar with uncomfortable situations rather than if our brain is uncomfortable with it and our synapse connections haven't been made regularly to moving towards fearful actions, it will become more acceptable and normal to our brain not to shy away from fearful instances if we do it often. And doing hard tasks on a daily basis will help us to develop this. And you know, for myself, that's why I push myself aggressively when I work out because it's proving to myself over and over and over again that I can do difficult things and that this is normal. Having cold showers helps with this. Eating and cooking healthy, you know, that's uncomfortable many times. That takes up time. And at first it wasn't, you know, it wasn't what my taste buds wanted. It was uncomfortable. Now it's a lot more comfortable, but just continually doing that. Recently for me, um, posting on social media is embracing discomfort because again, that's putting myself out there. I know a lot of people aren't going to align what I'm saying or say, ah, what's, what's going on with Joel or whatever. I know people are thinking that. And I know I'm not making posts that are going to get a lot of likes. Whereas before I would make sure that this post is going to make a lot of likes. It needs to be the perfect photo. I need to have the best caption. Now I'm just like, fuck it. You know, this is me. (laughs) Here you go. I'm going to let myself out. And if you like it, cool. If not, wicked. (laughs) You know, I'm just going to keep being genuine and congruent to what is important to me. And again, going through my coaching course, that was entering discomfort. You know, I didn't want to, it was very uncomfortable. I was the youngest person in there. I had to publicly speak in front of these people. I had to openly coach while everyone was watching and the teacher was watching. It was very uncomfortable, but I knew it was a challenge and I knew it was important to embrace that discomfort because that would get me to where I want to be. The fifth tip, Be able to see and visualize yourself on the other side of your fear. If we don't see the benefits, go moving past the fear, it's just going to be way too easy to quit. It's just so damn easy to quit because it's just easier to, 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 to not face fear. It's more comfortable, but our dreams aren't living in the comfortable, in the comfort zone. You know, they're on the other side of that. And, you know, I, I, I experienced something like this, you know, even at the start of my relationship, it would have been so easy just to quit in the relationship because I knew there were so many challenges ahead. You know, Jess was pushing me to, you know, basically confront a lot of the things that were not good about myself. And it just would have been so easy. And there were many days I had thoughts that it was like, you know, is this even worth it? Am I able to do this? And if I would have just quit there, my God, you know, I don't know where I'd be in life right now. And I'm, I'm so, so thankful that I was able to see what it would be like on the other side of that. I was able to visualize my life as a better human being, as a better person, as a better partner for Jess. And without being able to see that and looking into the future and understanding that my life would be so much better if I made these changes, you know, th- that was a crucial piece for me to make 
to be able to make these changes and make that leap and really enter that uncomfortable, fearful, um, I guess, part of my life that I had to go through. Uh, the sixth tip is daily affirmations and self-talk. If we aren't consciously talking to ourselves um, and essentially pumping ourselves up to face that fear, if we're not putting conscious, intentional thought of, hey man, you can do this, you can enter this, you can face this fear, you will do this, you will get past it. If, if, that's, if that's the talk that we're not having in our head, then we're just leaving it up to our unconscious thoughts, which are going to be telling us, whoa, 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 no, this is uncomfortable, this is scary, don't move towards that, like, no, 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 shy away, pull back. That's what our unconscious mind is going to be telling us. So we need to be intentionally, consciously inputting those thoughts into our mind and and really learning how to pump herself up every day. You know, I do this and I do this. I vocalize this out loud and in my head. If I have something fearful or something I don't want to do the next day, I say, it's going to be a big day tomorrow. Big day tomorrow. We're going to wake up early. We're going to do this. And I'm just openly talking this. You know, it annoys Jess because I'm always saying this kind of stuff and I'm always pumping myself up out loud but I'm like it works I need to I need to say this stuff to get me to move into that fear I naturally don't want to be doing these things I don't want to naturally be waking up early and you know waking up to do this podcast necessarily when that alarm rings but it's like if I tell myself that before time and I'm pumping myself in my head and I'm consciously choosing my thoughts it just makes it way more easy to follow through on the seventh tip is relaxation techniques, breathing techniques, six deep breaths. If we are experiencing fear, this is the relaxation techniques are more so just to bring in more calm into our into our day to so we're not always in the stressful situation so that when we're in the calm states, we can visualize ourselves entering into those fearful moments because if we're just allowing our days to be extremely busy um you know we we don't give ourselves that necessary time to to maybe meditate or journal or that contemplation time of quietness and sitting with ourselves to understand why it's important to face these fearful circumstances. If not, our life will just be so busy and we'll say, I don't have time to face this fear. It takes energy to face this fear. So I think the relaxation techniques and that self self-reflection time is extremely important to become brave. Uh, the eighth tip is work on your personal development. You know, working on our personal development equips us with better tools to face fear. Formulating that routine, um, implementing holistic health into our life, to be operating at that high level makes it so much easier to do those difficult tasks, to move towards fear. You know, if we're operating at that high level, everything just becomes more easy. Those things that might have been struggles in our life just become way more easy to tackle and we can level up and we can take on more in our life if we evolve as a human being, if we work on ourselves. The ninth tip is practice and repeat that courage muscle. Um, Just like a muscle in the gym, going to the gym, we, we, we tear our muscles and they, they grow back stronger and bigger. It's the same thing with our courage muscle. If we do it over and over again, if we practice it over and over, if we're courageous more often, it's just going to be more normalized. It's going to seem more normal. We're going to have a bigger courage muscle. You know, if we face something 
fearful. I want to have a jacked up, courage, courageous muscle, not a scrawny little muscle that's never been practiced, right? And the more we evolve in life, we're going to be faced with bigger fears and bigger challenges. So we need to build up that courage muscle. And the 10th and final tip is manage our fear triggers with awareness because based on our past, based on our past experiences and circumstances, we are going to have natural triggers that just change our physiological state in an instant because of how we're programmed, because of what we experienced in the past. So we combat these triggers with the awareness that, hey, I'm being triggered right now. Okay, you know, this sucks, this is scary, but I am not going to let this stop me. And it's awareness. Awareness is that tool that enables us to take the action to move into fear, to take that courageous action, to be brave. Awareness allows us to take the action rather, rather than unconsciously backing off and saying, oh gosh, I'm scared here, I'm going to back off. So I just want to leave you with a few words that we have one life to live. You know, are we going to live with stagnation or are we going to live with moving into fear, facing fear, being brave, being courageous? Fear will not go away. So it is our duty to become more brave. If you were laying on your deathbed, looking back on your life, would you be happy with the life that you lived? Would you be happy with sitting on the sidelines and saying, yeah, I lived a real comfortable life? Or would you be more fulfilled and satisfied by saying, damn, you know, I really went after it. I faced my fears. I lived a courageous and brave life and I lived life to the fullest. And if you aren't doing that now, you can change that. You can change it starting now. We can combat our fear by our willingness to fail. Remembering fear is closely linked with excitement by finding role models, challenging and embracing difficult, uncomfortable tasks every single day by being able to visualize yourself on the other side of fear to see the benefits of what it'll be like getting, getting through to the other side, by using daily affirmations and self-talk to pump you up to face that fear, by implementing relaxation techniques, working on our personal development, practicing and exercising and growing that courage muscle, and finally, by using awareness when we are triggered by fear, to be courageous and take the action moving us into that fear. If you do any of these or all of these, you will surrender your average life. Thank you so much for listening. I hope everyone has an amazing day. Take care.